Well, it's the first Sunday of the new year, 2022, and I am ready, I am excited, I am happy to dive into the word today. If you ready, say I'm ready. If you ready, type I'm ready. We gonna be, we gonna look at two sets of verses. We gonna look at two verses uh, from two different um, books of the Bible. The first verse is from Deuteronomy. We're gonna be in Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse eight. You'll see it on the screen. And after that, we're going to be in Judges chapter 7, verse 3. So at first, we're going to read Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 8. And it reads, then from the NIV, then the officer shall add, is anyone afraid or faint hearted? Let him go home so that his fellow soldiers will not become disheartened too. I'm going to reread that one. Then the officer shall add, is anyone afraid or faint-hearted? Let him go home so that his fellow soldiers will not become disheartened too. And let's go to the book of Judges 7-3. Now, announce to the army, anyone who trembles with fear may turn back and leave Mount Gilead. So 22,000 men left. 22,000 men left while 10,000 remained. So a question, so a statement was made. Anyone who trembles with fear, turn back. And 22,000 men left. My subject for the first sermon of 2022, my subject today is not for the weak. Not for the weak. The promises of God are not for the weak. Type in the chat, not for the weak. What you're wanting God to do for you this year, what you're praying for God to do in 2022 is not for the weak. What you're trusting God to do in 2022 is not for the weak. Well, that blessing you've been praying for for a while and you expecting to come into fruition in 2022 is not for the weak. It's going to have to you're going to have to do some fighting. This is not for the weak. This is not for the weak. So happy new year. As people are preparing their resolutions, people are writing their goals down. People have their list together on the ways you want God to move in your life. Just know what you're wanting God to do. That promise you're trying to possess is not for the weak. Last week, we ended 2021. So this sermon today is an extension of last week, pretty much. Last week, we ended 2021 talking about how the promises of God are worth the hidden cost. Worth the hidden cost. The pro and possessing the promises of God is worth the hidden cost. It's going to take consecration. It's going to take time. It's going to take circumcision. Going into the private areas of your life and removing some things. Taking away things that are not like God. Un unattaching yourself from unclean 
things. The promises of God are worth paying the hidden cost. Y'all remember that? If y'all remember that message last week, if you don't remember, I encourage you to go back after this to rewatch that one and talk about the hidden cost and how it's worth paying the hidden cost. But the promises of God are not only worth the hidden cost, paying the hidden cost, the promises of God are worth the fight. Worth the fight. Worth the struggle. Worth the war. Are you ready to go to war to possess the promises of God? Are you ready to fight for the promises of God? Are you ready to battle for the promises of God? So I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe this is the year for us to thrive. This is the year for you to thrive. But you will have to do some fighting. Possessing the promises of God is not for the week. And, and, I, and I said it last week. I want to say it this week. We, here we are. We're walking. We walked into 2022. But I don't want to just walk into 2022 and just survive. I want to walk into 2022 and thrive. But it's not for the week. You're going to have to do some fighting. You're going to have to experience some resistance. You're going to have to go through some opposition. That's just life. But the promises of God are worth the fight. I want to say worth the fight. Worth the fight. Because the promises of God are very attractive. Like we, it makes, I don't know about you, but when I think about what God has for me, when I think about the promises of God, it makes me feel good. You know, it makes me blush. It makes me smile. It don't take a lot to make me smile, but it makes me blush. When I think about the promises of God, I, it makes me feel good. But then, when you think about it a little deeper, it gets a little unattractive when you see what you got to go through to get it. When you see the fight that, that, that you have to go through, the battle, the war that comes with the promise. Because Joshua, when it came to the promise, Joshua and his men were in the promised land, but that, that didn't mean they didn't have to fight for it. So although these are, there are promises that God has given you, that doesn't mean you're not going to have to fight for it. You're going to have to do some fighting because the promises of God are not for the weak. You're going to face some resistance. And I want to ask you, are you ready? Are you ready to do some fighting? Are you ready to go to war? Are you ready to battle for what God has for you? Yes, what God has for you is for you, but that does not mean you're not going to have to fight for it. Because we walked into, I don't know about you, but I walked into the new year feeling good. You know, last week, I believe the enemy is big mad right now. The enemy is ready to throw a lot of opposition in our way because last year 
We did a lot. We talked about leveling up last year. Made us feel good. Level up in our faith. Level up in our finances. Level up in our relationship with God. We just talked about going to the next level in each and every, in each and every area of our life. And then we did. We talked about taming, taming our mind, new, renewing our mind, make, uh, refreshing our mind, removing some negativity out of our mind because our mind is what drives us. We talked about all that, so we walked into the new year feeling good. But let me tell you something. The enemy is waiting on you. All, that, all that's feeling good, is gonna, it's going to be tested. You want to level up, but let's see what happens when you face some opposition. You want to renew your mind, let's see what happens when you face opposition. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready to fight for that promise? Are you ready to fight for that dream? Are you ready to fight for that vision? Are you ready to fight for your marriage? Fight for your child? Fight for your business? Are you ready to do some fighting this year? Because that is not for the weak. You want God to heal areas of your life. You want God to uh, increase in, in areas of your life, but it's not going to come easy. You're going to have to do some fighting. Someone say fighting. Because the enemy is not slowing down. In this text, in, in, the, in Deuteronomy, basically is saying, you are the weakest link, goodbye. Y'all remember that show? Like, that was the number one phrase years ago. You are the weakest link, goodbye. As, as we, last week, we evaluated, we took inventory of our personal lives. But this week is all about taking inventory of the people around us. It's taking inventory of our army of friends. No, because we're not in alone. We need a team. We need people around us to help us through. We're not by ourselves. We need, but some of us, we need to go through our army of friends and see where is the weak link. We need to go through our friends and be like, are you ready to fight with me? Are you ready to go to war with me? Not spiritually, because this spiritual battle is real. And we need people in our circle. We need an army of people around us to help us fight spiritual battles. Because the enemy is not slowing down because nothing, if this, nothing's going to come easy. And what you're wanting for is worth the fight. This didn't come easy. Had to fight for this. That's why I love reading people's stories of success and see what all they had to endure, what all the battles they had to face, what all they had to go through to get where they at. And see, the, pro the problem is like right now, people, especially with the age of the Internet, we in social media, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, famous, all this stuff we got. We look at what people are at. And just see, oh, man, that just comes so easy. And I believe that's where we're failing when it comes to the youth. We don't really tell them about the struggle or how needy and gritty, how down and dirty the struggle is and how the process is. See, a lot of people want the finished product, but they don't want to go through the process. You want the finished product, but you don't want to go 
through the process. I remember when I worked in a YMCA and the kids was just talking to me and just saying how they wanted to be a YouTube star, wanted to be a YouTube star. They like, Nick, I want to be a YouTube star. And then I start talking to them, let them know all the stuff that goes on behind that. I said, that video you watching, that five minute video probably took a week of work. Probably longer than that. I say you got to write, you got to edit, you got to cut, you got to do all these different takes. It's all these different things that come across with that one little video. And they was like, oh, no, that's too much work. So people don't want to put in and work. People don't want to go through the process but want the finished product. And so when we have that vision in our head, when we think about that in our relationship with God, we have, that pro- we have that vision of where we want, what we want God to do in our life, but we don't think about the process, all the process God would take you through to make that happen. Process. Process. Kevin Hart got a, 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 his favorite phase. Everybody want to be famous, but nobody want to put in the work. And then this is, uh, I was talking to the, D, the Division I college athlete. He said, everybody want to be a D1 athlete until them 6 a.m. workouts kick in. So everybody want the finished product and that lifestyle. But what about the work? Because what you're going for, that dream is not for the week. To all the dreamers out there, that dream is not for the week. Uh, I heard that right now we live in an age of called the great res- uh, resignation. How people are just leaving their jobs. More and more people are wanting to become entrepreneurs. But they, a lot of people are failing to know how hard it is to be an entrepreneur. Because being an entrepreneur is not for the week. <laughs> not for the week. People say, hey man, you're right about that. You're right about that. I think I saw a meme. My wife showed me a meme, and it said, you know, when you quit your nine to five to be an entrepreneur, but then now you're working 24-7. <laughs> you don't think about that. You're like, I quit my nine to five, but now I'm working 24-7. Yeah. Yeah. It's not for the we. You're going to have to fight for what you want. Fight for what you believe. Fight for what you're wanting God to do because it's not for the weak. Not for the weak. Are you ready? In the chat, are you ready to fight for what you're wanting God to do for you this year? Are you willing to go to battle? Are you willing to face war? Face opposition. Because in this text, Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 8. See, in this text, chapter 20 is basically titled The Rules of Warfare. Some translations uh, title this chapter Principles Governing Warfare or Instructions Concerning Warfare. So it's basically preparing the Israel army for war preparing them for battle. So we are in verse eight, but the first nine verses are considered the spiritual and practical preparation of the army. So in this text, the officers are preparing the army for war. And one of the methods of preparation, which is crazy, dealt with shrinking the army. 
shrinking the army. Why would you shrink an army when you're ready to go to war? The, the shrinking of the army was because it was to become, make the army more effective. Isn't that crazy? How God used shrinkage as a way to make you more effective. And that's why you have to be careful, family, watching right now. Be careful for what you're praying for. Be careful for what you're praying for. Like, like one of the famous things, people pray for patience. Be careful because you're going to be placed in situations that's going to test your patience. And so I used to pray a lot for being effective. Like I said, I don't want to be famous. I want to be effective. Now, if famous happen to come, that's a byproduct of my effectiveness. But I, I want to strive to be effective. But not knowing that when I was praying on my effectiveness, shrinkage was coming with it. Because with God, he uses shrinkage as a way to make you more effective. Shrinkage. We don't think about that. He will shrink you to make you more effective. And that's where it says shrinkage is not for the weak. Can you handle when God is, when you're experiencing shrinkage? Can you handle when you're experiencing shrinkage in your life? When God is decreasing you in certain areas and removing things out your life to make you more effective? Shrinkage, not for the weak. Shrinkage, not for the weak. Removing areas of your life is not for the weak. Not for the weak. It takes some strength. It take, that's why you need people around you that's not scared. People around you that's not, that when, when things get hard, when life get tough, they don't say, deuces, I'm out of here. You need people that's some riders. That, hey, what you go through, I go through as well. And we're going to get through this together. So shrinkage. Shrinkage. You mad at some people not in your life right now. It's because they were removed because they were scared. They were removed because they didn't fit where God was taking, taking you to. You said that some people, look, some people should have been left in 2021. And they with you right now. And it's 2022. Some people should have already been cut off. Oh, that's going to come a little later, talk about out-of-season people. But one of the methods of preparation for preparing for war, for preparing for battle, because I believe this is going to be a tough, this is going to be a, a year we're going to have to battle. Because that's how you fight for something you really want. You know, when it's something of value, something important, you're going to fight for it. You're not going to let it go so easily. No, no, I'm ready to fight for this. I value this too much, and I value what God has for me too much to just let it go, to, to just let the enemy take it from, or let the enemy prevent me from getting it. I value it too much to let opposition stop me. Need some riders. Shrinkage. God, the one of the methods of preparation was shrinking the army to make it more effective. It's crazy. With God, less is more. 
Because when it comes to God, it's about quality and not quantity. And that's, and, and that's very, that's very uh, it goes against our culture now. Especially with this internet age culture that we're in right now, this new, this new way of doing things, we look at numbers. Numbers, numbers, numbers. We look at, so things have turned into quantity over quality. Quantity, we value numbers. And we think all because we have a lot of people, all because we have a lot of followers, all because we have a lot of this means that we're effective when that's not the case. You can have, you can, you can have a lot of followers and be ineffective in the eyes of God. Because when it comes, it's about quanti- quality and not quantity. But we so focus on the quantity and not the quality. You want to roll with so many people thinking you got a big circle, you got a big group of people with you. And there's no quality to it. Large army, no quality. Large following, no quality. Is that what you want? So as we, as we enter this year, as this is the second day of the year, as we go, we need to evaluate our circle, evaluate our group of people around us. And be like, hey, are, are, are you just adding to the quantity or are, do you have some quality with it? Because I want quality people around me. You know, of course, and that's a sign of maturity. Like when you're younger, you want everybody. You want to be popular. You want everything. You want the big group, the big circle. But as I've grown older and older and, and, I, and I'm matured, I'm starting to see that, look, I don't want a lot of people around me. I need some quality people around me. It's about the quality. I don't care if we've been friends since middle school, friends since high school. I'm 31 now. This is a new area. This is a new stage of life I'm in. I'm focused on the quality, baby. The more people we have this mindset that the more people we have, the more effective we'll be. The more money we have, the more effective we'll be. The bigger army we have, the more effective will be but with God someone say with God with God less is more Deuteronomy chapter 20 verses 5 through 8 dealt with shrinking the army God will shrink you to increase your effectiveness So you want to thrive in this new season? You want to thrive in this new year? You're going to have to experience some shrinkage. And don't be scared. Don't be timid. Don't be afraid because it's not it's not for the weak. Has to be strong. And courageous. For God is with you wherever you go. God is with you through all your experiences. God is with you. Less is more. Less is more. Less is more. God probably have to decrease certain things around you because it's a distraction. Less is more. 
The less outside voices you have, the more effective you'll be. I know I'm getting some amens right here. The less, check it out, the less outside voices you have in your marriage, the more effective your marriage will be. That's what they say in marriage counseling. Eliminate those outside voices. Shrink, you want to you have an effective marriage, you want to thrive in your marriage, shrink those outside voices. I remember in school, we had group projects. I remember, who liked group projects in school? Like we had them lab projects and all. And I noticed the bigger the group, the crazier it was. The bigger the group, the chances that of our success slimmed down because there was too many people, too many mindsets, and everybody wanted to do their own thing. Nobody really worked together. But with smaller groups, the chances of success increased. Because you work together as a team. See, when it's a lot of people, you can get lost in a crowd. You can get lost in a crowd when it's a lot of people. And when it's a lot of people, some people don't do their work because they're banking on somebody else picking up their slack. And I don't know about you, but I'm tired of picking up people's slack. I am tired of picking up people. Be held accountable for what you do. Be held accountable. It's not for the weak. And, when, and what God had the promise of God are not for the weak. And so things need to shrink. Things need to change. So that you can be more effective. To all the high school athletes ready for college and whatnot, pursuing, you want to pursue a lifestyle of a professional athlete. The life of a professional athlete is not for the weak. You have a dream of being a professional athlete, you need to fight for it. And in order to fight for it, you need to shrink distractions. A way to fight for what God has for you is to shrink some things. In this text, the army shrunk. The army shrunk. It was questions, questions. The officers in this text asked some questions, and the purpose of the questions was to shrink the army. Shrink the army. And when I thought, when I was reading this text, and I was thinking, like, asking all them questions. You remember that viral video? Asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why are you asking all them questions? Making statements. Assuming? <laughs> and that's why I think the Israel army was thinking when the officers were asking all them questions. The officers asked some questions, and the purpose of the question was to eliminate people. The, the officers asked, has anyone built a new house and not yet begun to live in it? Has anyone planted a vineyard and not begun to enjoy it? Has anyone become pledged to a woman and not married her? And the purpose of these questions was to eliminate people. The purpose of these questions was to eliminate, was to shrink the army. Because, check this out. God first told the officers of the army of Israel to send home all the soldiers who had unfinished business at home. 
So let them go home. We don't need no room for distractions. Let them go home. And I, and I, and I want to ask you, you need to pose some questions to your army of friends. You need to ask some questions. Ask some questions. Are you for me? Do you have, what, what's the best interest for me? Like we just have, some people are in our life just to get close to us to see our weaknesses. But are you really about this life? Like if things got hard, things got tough, will you leave me? Or will you fight with me? Effectiveness. Some people we should have left years ago. Some people we should have cut off years ago. But we have out-of-season people in our lives. Out-of-season people. You know, like if, I, if you saw me in some Jabot jeans, you're going to be like, those are so out-of-season. Those are so 2000s. <laughs> they are so they're gonna be like you man why are you wearing jeans that's so 2000s yet you have people in your life that are so 2000s that you should have left in the 2000s so you worried about my out of season jeans what about those out of season people you have in your life those people that you should have been moved on from those people you should have been cut out and those people that have no purpose, all, you're basically valuing the friendship of how long they've been in your life. When there's a season for everything, there's a season for people. Yes, they were, right, they were perfect for you in your high school years, but not in your 30s. They are perfect for you in your mid-20s, not in your 50s. Yeah, they got you through some things in your early career, but now it's been 30 years. And they're just nothing but baggage. Last week, someone said, drop the dead weight. They're nothing but dead weight. And I want to ask you, you doing all you can to keep that person in your life when God is calling them out of it, is that worth you possessing the promises of God? You could be held back by people, not as effective because of people. And I'm telling you, allow God when, he, when you're experiencing that shrinkage of your army, experiencing the shrinkage of the people around you, just know that God is up to something. God is up to something. You may not understand why he's doing what he's doing, but God is up to something. You might not understand why this person no longer, because God is up to something. He is up to something. He is making you effective, making you effective. So the officers asked those questions to shrink the army, and the last question they asked dealt with fear. If is anyone afraid or faint, let him go home. 
so that other, his fellow soldiers won't become scared as well, faint-hearted as well, because fear, emotion can be contagious. Playing sports, as a captain, as a leader, you have to keep your cool because you're the leader. And you, they see a leader crumbling, it just trickles on down. All the parents watching, you know you be going through some stuff, but you keep your composure for the sake of the kids. Protection. Protection. I'm not going, look, oh, here's another thing too, it just hit me. God will, sh- do allow, God will shrink you to protect you. Will shrink you to protect you. It's some things that you don't need to see. And I think about as growing up as a kid. You know, kids shouldn't be exposed to everything as a way of protection. You know, as a parent, you're dealing with some stuff. Parents deal with stuff, too, to all the children watching. Parents got lives. They deal with real-life stuff, too, and they're struggling with things. But they protect. They don't show it to protect you. Shrinkage is a way of protection. We said, is anyone afraid or faint-hearted to let them go home so other people won't be faint-hearted as well? I don't need people around. Look, I don't want people around me that's going to panic, that's going to get scared when life gets hard, because then it can rub off on me. It can, it can rub off on me. And a lot of us, we have the faith. And you notice when you get around a certain group of people, your faith, you start doubt. Like, wait a second. Do God really got my best interest at heart? Wait a second. Like, think about Job. Like, people around you start like, hey, hey, you know, I don't know. I know you're trying to stay strong, but hey, I don't think God rocking with you like that. For him to allow this stuff to happen in your life, I don't think God rocking with you like that. And now you're starting to feel some type of way because of the people around you. Because it can spread. Worry can spread. It can spread. Like, to be honest, like, it just, it's just humans. We're human. If I see my mama worrying about something, I'm going to start getting worried. Like, okay, what's going on? <laughs> what's going on? Where emotions can spread. That's why you have to be mindful of the people around you. Because are they giving off positive energy? Are they giving off negative energy because that energy can jump on you? Bad vibes only. People be like, good, look, good vibes only. I ain't dealing with no bad vibes or nothing. (laughs) Protect your energy. Protect your peace. Someone say, protect your peace. Protect your peace. The officer says, anyone afraid or faint heart to let them go. Scram. You need to leave because you're going to mess up the army. Because God, with God, the size of the army wasn't important. It was the heart. The heart of the army. Do you have some heart? You have some heart. When you're ready to go to war, get some people around you that got some heart. When you experience a difficult time, you need some spiritual warriors with you. Get some people that have some heart. That can, that can help, you through, help you through what you're going through. You're not in alone. Get you some people around you that will fight with you. Because this is going to be tough. I really believe it's going to be a battle. 
because we spent too much last year getting ready, getting ready, getting ready. And we all know the closer we get to something, the stronger the opposition. The heart. God doesn't worry about the numbers. He look at the heart. He doesn't care how much money you have. He look at your heart. Don't care how many followers you have. Look at your heart. How's your heart? Yeah, you rich, but how's your heart? Yeah, you can sing. How's your heart? Yeah, you CEO, but how's your heart? You have, you, you have all this wealth, but how's your heart? How's your heart? When life gets tough, will you turn your back against me? When it's time to go to war, will you turn your back against me? And this same question is parallel to Gideon in the book of Judges. Judges 7.3, when Gideon was getting his army together to go to war against the Midianites, the same type of question was posed. The same type of statement was posed about fear. Whoever is fearful and afraid, let him turn and depart once from Mount Gilead. Same thing. So in Deuteronomy, it said, hey, who's ever afraid or faint heart that you need to leave because that's going to spread to me. And now in Judges, Gideon is asking a question, whoever is fearful or afraid, turn back and leave. Go home. And so 22,000 people left. 22,000 people left. Deuces. And that can throw you off. And I'm like, do not be thrown off when people leave your life when time gets hard. It means they wasn't really for it. It really means they wasn't about their life. Because this, these wars, these battles are not for the weak. It can hurt. It can hurt a little bit when you see people you thought that was ready to fight for you leave. But I'd rather have you leave before the fight than leave during the fight. Because you leave before the fight, okay, I know what I'm working with. But leaving during, like, wait a second, now now it's like, okay, now, come on, it's a whole different ball game. But they left before. They turned their back and left when they saw the fight. Because in the book, the Bible said the camp of Midian was below them in a the valley. So that means they probably can see the Midianites and they saw the 135,000 people. And then they looked at them. And okay, these numbers, I look, I'm not a mathematician, but these numbers don't add up. <laughs> and they saw the, the type of fight it was going to be, how much work it was going to be. And they was afraid of the work. Get people around you that's willing to put in the work. People love to join when they see the finished product, but I value people that was with me in the process. I value the people that was with me in the, in the, in the, in the grind. That was with me when I was down. That was in the grind, working and building, working and building, working and building. You value those people, not the people that just showed up and, oh, whoo, everything done? It's like when you need help moving. 
need help moving. You help me move since day one. Don't come at the end when it's only one box left or you need help with this one. Like, brother, come on now. I need help with a lot of boxes. <laughs> Don't show up to the end like, oh, I'll lift this one box for you. Like, no, you value people that was with you since your day ones. <laughs> people say, you weren't with me shooting in the gym? I want people that was in the gym shooting with me. Not for the weak. The promises of God are not for the weak. You need people that's ready to go to war with you. Because this spiritual warfare is real. And opposition exposes people. If they're really about their life. You have to know who you are, really. Like I know, look, like I know if you, you know, if you need a friend to jump in when in a physical altercation, a physical fight, I'm not that friend. Like, <laughs> I'm not that guy. Like, I'm not. That's just, I know, and that's the thing. I, not only do I know whose I am, I know who I am. <laughs> that's not me. You don't have to tell me twice. I remember after high school, I was walking home, and I saw something about that. You know, I'm very observant. And I saw something about to go on. Mario, was, I saw, like, okay, it's about to get down. Something about to happen. And then one of my friends who about that life was like, hey, Nell, you know, just go ahead, go home, because uh, you don't need to be around this. And you don't got to tell me twice. Deuces. <laughs> I'll hear about it later. And I left. I'm not that type of person. But you need somebody to pray for you? You need somebody to get you through something like you, you facing the, you know, anxiety, depression. You need some encouragement. You need some uplifting. I'm that friend. I'll go to war with you on that part. So we need people in our lives that's willing to go to war with you spiritually. We got a lot of people that ride with us when things get you know, if, if, hey, look, if his baby mama start tripping, I need you to come through and handle this for You got people that's ready, that's, that's, that's about it, about it, ready to throw down with you. But do you have people that when, when that spiritual warfare comes, do you have people that come and to get you through it? To praise you, to praise with you, to pray with you, to lift you up, to give you the encouragement you need, give you the strength you need, uplift you. Because that's just as important about the war. He's getting started with an, a big army and it reduced. 22,000 people left because they were afraid, they were weak, and they were faint-hearted, and people leave. And as I close, I just want to let y'all know Remind you, inform some people and remind others that what God has for you, it is for you, but you're going to have to do some fighting. You're going to run into opposition. But don't be scared. <laughs> don't panic. God said, be strong and courageous. Because God is with you wherever you go. 
God is in, would, would, join the, would join you in the opposition. God would join you in the process. God is with you. So that should be the, all the encouragement. You, that should be what you need to make you feel good. God is up to something. When you start seeing th- people leave your life, God is up to something. When you start seeing some shrinkage going on around you, God is up to something. When you start seeing opposition comes your way, God is up to something. And are you ready for what he has for you in 2022? Are you ready to possess the promises? Are you ready to go to war? Are you ready to go into a battle? Are you ready to fight for what God has for you? Because what God has for you is not for the week.